Welcome to episode 45 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I'm Good. alive. I, I feel better than last week. Yeah? You? Uh, well, I'm not even supposed to be here. So yeah, I know. I was like, you're like, I'm... let's do the podcast. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. So I'm supposed to be in... So I'm supposed to be in Florida right now, but uh, I don't know if you heard. There's a there's kind of a storm going through Florida right now. A little thing called Dorian is uh, destroying the Bahamas and Florida. So uh, it was man, it was so frustrating because so we we're supposed to leave Tuesday at like 11. So Friday. Uh, the airport says that they're going to be closed Monday. So, uh, so we're assuming that flights are going to be canceled Tuesday. So we start scrambling to find another way. And then Saturday or Sunday, Orlando says, Nope, we're going to be open, uh, on Monday and Tuesday. So, uh, we'll just, we're keeping an eye on the storm. And then, so we're like, okay, we're back on. Well then I think it was like, yeah, Sunday or Monday, I said, nope, we're closing again. So uh, the next flight out that anybody could get, I think was going to be like <clears throat> Wednesday evening or Thursday morning. And there's no, now it's going to come fly back Sunday. There's no point in me going down there for like a day or two. So, which is as bummed as I was, I, that I wasn't going to be able to make, make that trip. It's also kind of a relief because of just, how much I have to do here and how busy it's been. So yeah, um, I've got a lot of machining to do and there's just, yeah, I'm swamped here. So it, it's not all bad news. There's good news to it too. Yeah. That was surprising me. But now that you're saying that I didn't even think about the hurricane because it, I'm in this grind where it's like, I, I wake up, I go to work. And then at some point during the day, I turn off my brain and then I go home and spend time with my family this past weekend was an incredible weekend. My wife actually thanked me for it at the end of it because I did nothing all weekend. I just hung out with my kids. We played a bunch. We did all kinds of other stuff. I did go to the range on Saturday and I shot a bunch of videos with that Tavor 7. But for the most part, it was a very laid back, laid back weekend. I got to spend some time with family. But I, I feel like my world is going by at like 600 miles an hour. And I didn't even know there was a hurricane. That's kind of well, where I'm at right now. Well, honestly, if I wasn't going to Florida, I, I don't think I would have paid attention to it. You know, I mean, I'm not, it was just because I was supposed to be flying down there that, that it was an issue, but I've never paid. I was checking the status of this stupid hurricane, like every other hour throughout the weekend, trying to figure out when I was leaving and if I was leaving. And, and I'm like, I've never paid this much attention to any storm like even local storms i've never paid that much attention to before um so that was yeah. kind of another nice thing about it that you know finally just deciding that i'm not going is i can stop stop paying attention to this this hurricane but uh yeah so we both had a pretty pretty big weekend um we both released a new product on on friday so how did you I actually I actually ended up releasing two products. So let's what? there. So we, we upped the the game there. You know, I wanted to one up you because your, your product is pretty cool. So yeah, we did too. <laughs> so, uh, you did the arachnid base and then what was the other one? So we were, we released those armored posts oh, okay. and I should say we partially released them. We have them as an option now when you're checking out with your ADAP system if you buy a complete system, it gives you an opportunity to upgrade to that armored post. And then kind of the, the little bit of us sweetening, sweetening the deal during that process is we just ship the post for free if you add it to your order. So a lot of people were concerned with what's this thing going to cost me to ship it. So we took care of that. You buy it with your ADAP and it doesn't cost you anything to ship it. Wow. We just take care of that. So that, that actually blew my mind how many people bought them because yeah. you know how you, when I think of things, I think of a two by four and it's very inexpensive. 
Right. It's very easy to replace. It's also not difficult to have four or five of them on hand for any given range day. But at the same time, it is kind of a pain sometimes if you leave your targets out all the time and the, the boards swell up and there's just maintenance involved. So the ease of use factor is there with the steel post. So I guess it makes sense to me. It is definitely nice. Um, but yeah, I, I was honestly surprised how many people jumped in on that. Um, so it was a, it was a good surprise. No, I, I think, uh, I mean, I told you I had, I would like a couple of those and I'm, and I'm mobile with, with my range. I, I throw it all in the back of my truck and set it up and then tear it down and, and as, as cheap and as, you know, as light and everything as two by fours are, it's still, I, I don't know, like there's a bunch of sharp stuff sticking out of them and splinters yeah. and, and, uh, and I got to think that the, that those metal posts would, would solve a lot of that. And, um, it's kind of a buy once, cry once type of thing. And there's anything that, that I've kind of proven, um, with, with my products is people are willing to pay more for something where there's a way cheaper option, <laughs> you know, like you can stick, oh, yeah. a, you can stick a mag in your pocket for free, but a new mag makes it better. You can, you can stage your sling with a rubber band, but the sentry strap makes it better. Uh, there's, there, there's a lot of people who are willing to pay a lot more compared to the cheaper free option for a much better streamlined experience and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think, I, I think you'll sell a lot of those, those posts. So. Well, and I have people reaching out from departments looking for quotes for those, for that fact, because they want to be able to permanently set up their targets or at least have the ability that when it's time to qualify or do any structured training, the risk of hurting the post and then having to replace two by fours is now completely gone. So when you look at the value that, that it brings, um, I, I feel like it makes sense. And it's going to, I think you're right. I think it's going to make sense for a lot more people than what I initially anticipated. Yeah. But that's half the fun of a product rollout is you have preconceived ideas of what's going to happen, but I've never, a hundred percent accurately predicted how something was going to go. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's always variables to, um, to how it goes. And some of that's factored on how you roll out the the new product, but yeah, I mean, you know that all too well, but how did exactly my story? Yeah. How did, uh, how did the century straps do? Insane. Uh, I sold out in about 24 hours. They're gone, which is awesome. And then also in the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder, so we dropped them at noon Friday and by noon Saturday, they were gone. I'm like, we're just started this long weekend. You know, maybe we start wondering how many I could have sold over the three day weekend, you know, um, and how much, yeah, just, you know, how much I kind of lost there. Uh, although I, I, I don't know, it's, it's necessarily a, a loss cause I, th- I think when I, from what I'm seeing, just from the feedback, I'm I'm having police departments and I'm having, um, uh, you know, shop owners, you know, dealers and stuff like that. I'm and just the, f- the flood of DMs and the, and stuff that I'm getting from other people on social media. Um, I actually doubled my restock quantity, and I probably should quadruple it. To be honest, I'd, I'd like to. I like to stay in stock. I hate going out of stock. <laughs> um, well, I'll put it this way. I don't mind going out of stock for a short period of time, but I hate telling people it's going to be weeks before they can have it back. You know, before I'm going to have it back. Um, I think there's something to be said for creating demand and stuff like that with, with going out of stock. But I also hate you have somebody excited and ready to hand you their money. And you got to tell them, I'm not going to, no, I, I can't do this for, for another couple of weeks. So uh, I just hope that, that people are going to be willing to stand by and wait. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've had, I, I can think of a half dozen people right now that have told me that 
as soon as I get them in stock, they want like at least a couple dozen of them. Yeah. So, you know, um, so my yeah, question it's, it's awesome. is, and whenever this happens, this is exactly how the rollout went with our hostage assembly. And one of the packages we put together recently this past year, it way, it blew my mind what went. Do you think you priced it too low? I, I've been asking myself that. Um, I and think maybe, I, I, I think I priced it just right. Okay. I, I think it's exactly where it need where it needs to be. I think I could have priced it a little higher, um, and maybe I should have just a little bit, um, another five bucks or something. Um, but I feel like for what it is. I think it's right there. Um, I'm not going to be. So one reason why I, 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 the reason I would have maybe rather priced a little bit higher is so it gives me room to drop the price down the road. Um, just, you know, where it is, is right now is exactly kind of where it needs to be. Um, so but I don't foresee, you know, being able to drop the price or anything in the future. Um, but yeah, no, that was definitely a thought in my head. Is uh, and I'm not, I'm not pointing my finger and saying you did. No, but yeah. Whenever something is flying, it makes me always step back and say, I wonder if, and that's not. I want everybody that's listening to be fully aware that that's not a greed thing. I'm not no. saying you milk people out for every ounce you can get because that's not what I believe in. First, I, we need to cover our margins because that's how our company succeeds and grows. But um, if things are flying, you know, sometimes it makes me question, you know, should I have the price up higher? Because it does give you flexibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's especially the value it provides is worth it. You know? Well, and, and that's one of the things. That, so there's, there's so much that goes into pricing a product. I don't think, I don't think most people realize cause I have, cause I've had over the years, I've had people tell me what the Neomag should be priced at and, how I have no idea what I'm doing and uh, like, Oh, it's it's just much in material. So here's how much it should be. It's man. There's so much more that goes into just price and materials and cost to build and stuff like that. You also have to look at what else is on the market. You know, what are you competing with? What, um, what are you offering over your competitors or, or what do you have, you know, what your competitors have over yours? You know, you have to look at all that stuff and the century strap is probably like over the next the next product that I know of um, that's for staging slings is maybe five bucks cheaper. Now, I th- I really think the Century Strap offers at least five dollars more and and benefit over that 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 product. So that's why I was okay charging five bucks more than that. Yeah. Also, and it also comes down to margins and, and, and things like that. I, I definitely don't have as good of margins on this as what I do the, the Neomag and stuff. But uh, I also have the other thing. I also have less control over the Century Strap. I'm not making it. Um, this is this is all outsourced, uh, which also has its own beauty to it. So this is this is the other thing I was thinking. Man, uh, it is pretty nice having a product that you just send an email and write a check for, and then when it comes in, you package and and ship. You know, the Century or the the, the Neo Mag and the Rask. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it on, on our end, w- which I love. But uh, it's also pretty sweet having a having a product that that I don't make. But then on the other on the other hand, it's completely out of my hands. Yeah, which is the downside of it. You know, I have no control over. You know, when I get these things, I'm waiting for someone else to do the work. So there's pros and cons to that. Yeah, I I totally get it. And for people that haven't ever priced out a prod a product of their own, it's really stressful mm. thinking of oh, is it gonna? Be? I mean, if you price it too high, you're just you're risking not selling any of it. And then I worry about the perception of okay, if I price it too high and I realize that, do I market it better? Do I lower the price and market it better? Do I? all of a sudden put it on sale. You, you know what I'm getting at? It, it can become an internal conflict. Yeah. 
And for us, we struggled with, from the beginning, our industry for the past 20 years making steel targets has been a race to the bottom. If you look at what targets were offered and what companies are now trying to push, it is quite literally a race to the bottom. And you've seen that with ammunition companies and ammunition companies turn over like crazy. They come onto the scene and they go out of business within four years. So we're fighting against a trend of let's just make cheap targets and let's put them out there. So in a way, we're kind of building a market around better products. And I I use companies like BCM and, and there's a ton of others that you can buy a cheaper product similar, but they have a following because of their known quality. Right. Error precision is another one. Yeah. So we're we're in that in that battle of look, you're gonna get what you pay for regardless. But if you're gonna pay for our products, you're going to get the best. And we're gonna be really ramping that up. And the arachnid was one of the first components to that, to change the image a little bit, to make steel targets quote unquote sexy. You know, we we want them to be an exciting item for people because they have as much importance as your optic, in my opinion, as your rifle, making sure you have good quality kit because these are tools we're using to train with our firearms to become more proficient, better protectors of our families. So we are kind of fighting that a little bit. And some people, when they saw the price of the arachnid, I know they were like, okay, that's expensive. But we sold a ton of them. And there is value in that product. It's just working that and communicating that and showing that and making sure that people are absorbing that information is kind of where that, uh, where that battle is going to be for us. But it, I'll put it this way. The arachnid did really good over the weekend. I would have hoped it would have done a little bit better, but I'm happy with what came in. And I'm really happy that people bought the arachnid and then upgraded to the armored post and through the hostage on and bought half inch AR 550. Well, it, and that's what I was going to, just a couple of things I wrote down here that I want to say real quick, uh, is, um, you were talking, you were talking about just kind of how stressful it is to, to price a product. I think it's so important, especially for your first product to price it correctly. Um, and for most people that I talk to, most people want to underprice their product. And I think, like you said, I think they're worried about uh, pricing it too high and then not selling it. Yeah. And, and we fell into that category at first. Yeah. And I think, I think that's definitely a good thought. I mean, obviously it's going to be hard to price something. If, if, if there's similar stuff out there and you price it four times, what, Oh, what your competition is, it better offer four times or five times the benefit of what the other stuff on the market does. And I think, um, I, I think if you don't, if you don't price that first product correctly and then follow it up with, so if you're going to offer a premium priced product, you really have to follow up with a premium experience with that product, you know, if you don't, you know, know, just, I think about, you know, when I, if you go and buy, I don't know, a Ford something, um, the experience of going into that dealership and the experience afterwards of taking your car in to get that, that that service and stuff at that dealership is going to be completely different than if you go and you buy a McLaren or a Ferrari, you know, I've got you'll a buddy. Probably get, you'll probably get wine and steak dinner with that. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty close. I have I have a buddy who's a mechanic at a um, at a supercar uh, dealership down in Columbus, and you walk in there, and there's people in suits. There's people um, like it, just you walk in, and you feel like you walked into like a crate and barrel or something. It's just you know, like everything is a premium premium experience, but you're paying for that that as well. So when you walk into that dealership for, you know, for your Ferrari or something, you, you walk in and you see guys wearing suits and you see, um, 
you feel like you're walking into like a crate and barrel. Everything's super nice and clean. It just that that experience is better, but you're paying for it, it, it as well. Now, if you have people paying for that experience and you walk into what looks like a just a Ford dealership, you're going to turn people off. So, um, so I guess my point is, I mean, if, if you're going to if you're going to price something uh, premium and create this this new product line in this in this new company um that's where you're gonna go after is is uh just you gotta be you gotta be able to follow it up right that um i wrote down here premium products must offer a premium experience Ooh, that's a good one that's nice that might be a quote we'll use sometime yeah um shoot what was the other thing that you you said at the end of your i was going to respond to as well I don't know. I can't You're talking about pricing first products yeah. correctly, but I can tell you that we didn't for our first product and it was very stressful. And part of what drove our decision for that was we looked at the landscape and rather than solving the core problem, and I'm, I'll get into that in a second, but the core problem is in the steel target industry, the, the companies are not agile. They're not serving people. They're not offering that experience but rather than focusing on that core problem we were like okay we got to keep up with price but the reason why people aren't buying steel targets to these other companies in my opinion is the fact that they have not marketed the value of a steel target properly they have not done justice to the fact that a steel target is a vital training tool especially if you're someone who wants to protect their family and perfect your craft with firearms or learning and grow so it was a, in our, in my opinion, it was a misstep. We missed the core problem and ultimately we need to be solving that problem for our customers. So we eventually caught on to that as we realized, look, we're selling three eighth inch AR 500 targets and they are 50 bucks more than the competition. And that was the best we could do. And they didn't have great margins. So we started digging in and researching and, and ultimately that led us to AR-550. And we really dug into it, researched it. We bought a couple sheets. It was stupid expensive when we bought a couple sheets because it was only a few pieces of this stuff. And then we started testing. We took it to a, to a range. We did a training event. We had over a dozen people with carbines at literally seven yards and they were all 5.56. Five, and the instructor had us all dump like three mags simultaneously into this one steel plate. So you had over a dozen people at seven yards shooting this thing at, with five, five, six. And I'm not recommending you do that. It was dangerous, <laughs> stupid, yeah. but that plate literally had no uh, pock marks, no craters. And we were like, Holy cow, that is insane. Cause we were used to AR 500 in three eighths thickness that at that distance, you would have punched holes through it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's when we really started you know, understanding the idea that the core problem with steel targets is not the price. People are willing to pay the price for high-quality gear. We see it. How many Gucci Glocks do you see floating around on, yeah. on the internet? You know, how, many, how many times do we spend $600 on a red dot, then spend $200 to get that Glock machined, slap the red dot on, and we throw our Glock in our safe? Yep. And ultimately, that's what's driving me to believe that something like the Arachnid, even though if you buy the Arachnid with our other systems, it's going to add between 40 and 50 bucks to your total. But that 40 to $50, the value that it affords you is absolutely worth it to some people. And so for me, it's just it's positioning our company to be more agile, to respond to different customer needs quicker and better. Um, and then now we know what we need as far as margins. We know how we have to price things. And I did struggle with the pricing of the Arachnid a little bit because originally, so if you buy an Arachnid full retail, um, our suggested retail price would be 160 for that base. That's a ton of American steel, our ingenuity, our engineering, um, and a ton of value in that package. But I struggled with that at first because I know how people look at steel targets. But again, if we do our part 
and we cultivate this market properly, a product like the arachnid should be in that price range or higher, honestly. But it's, yeah, it's just a constant struggle. And, and I think, I think you understand that. Um, it's just, I've noticed with our market for whatever reason, it's just exemplified. It's exaggerated because of how the industry has been treated over the last 30 years. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely something that you got to set yourself up for success. And if you don't, if you don't give enough, give enough room, cause I mean, I don't think people realize how much, how much comes off the top before you get any of that money. I mean, you've got, Oh yeah. You've got taxes. You've got, I mean, there's a dozen taxes that, that we got to pay. There's overhead, there's payroll. There's, I mean, there's just, there's, credit card processing fees there's a website i mean there's there's a million things that that come off the off the top of that before you get get yours and then on top of that if you if you're gonna go in with dealers or or you want to offer a police department deal and stuff like that uh then you gotta you gotta have room for that and all those other things and still be able to be able to make some money on it so you know you know, to all those people who say, "Oh, I, I, I can, I can go out in my garage and and make this, go for it, because <laughs> do it, yeah, and then do it. If, if that's try what to you scale want to do, do it, yeah. <laughs> then try to scale it up. And what you'll realize, and I laugh at this every time because every, I swear, it feels like every week there's a new steel target company that pops up on the radar, and I'm not usually looking for them, but they usually because we're using similar hashtags and, and things like that, I end up seeing them. Um, and then if I track them even over the course of a year, it's like they come on strong and they're posting and they're doing all this stuff and then they disappear within usually two years to three years. They're just gone because it is quite literally impossible to take a steel target, sell it for 150 bucks and then scale up. It just is not a realistic um, path to grow your company. Um, and I didn't know any of this stuff when we started TA targets, you know, I didn't realize what went into creating products and then selling them and the marketing costs associated with it, all the stuff that does come off the top uh, quickly realized that it's very expensive. <laughs> and then with the cut, the type of machinery we're using, the investment in that is extremely expensive and all of that stuff has to be factored in. You know, it, it always, it always made me chuckle. People are oftentimes, and I'm not bashing people, but it just kind of, it's a good picture to paint as far as pricing something. People are okay. And it's funny with what they're okay with paying a lot for. You take a holster. There's many holsters that people will pay a hundred bucks for, for Kydex formed. And you can ship it in this tiny little box and you pay a hundred bucks and you look at it and you're like, okay, cool. This is nice why did you just pay a hundred bucks for plastic yeah. at the end of the day? Man, like, we talk about really, margins as holsters. Really step back and look at that holster you just bought. Even if you spent 40 or 50 or 60 bucks on it. And I'm not saying it's not worth it. No, for sure. But you look at that and then you look at things like targets and then it, it helps to paint the picture of, okay, I'm, I'm willing to spend 120 bucks on that holster. And here's this really sick lifetime target. And it's going to cost me X amount. So that's my goal as we're releasing new products and we're marketing. I'm trying to make all of this come full circle and get people on board with the idea that we're in the same category as that holster as far as what we're offering to people. But I did, I wanted to ask you, unless you had something else to add to that, I wanted to go over kind of how we released our products, what steps you took. So let me add one thing to that before we get into that. Um, which, which I think that kind of goes off of this, uh, is I think it's, I think for you guys, I know it was for, for us with the century strap. Um, you know, you know, there's a saying called, you know, it says innovate or die. And I feel like one of the, one of the biggest wins that we had and we're having from coming out with the century strap is, we're showing people that we're not just the Neomag. We're not just the rest. We're not just like extra ammo type of things, but that 
we can be so much more than this. One of my favorite comments that I saw, um, and I'm not even sure I respond to this just personally. I should go back and try to find it because I just, I really, I really appreciate this comment is, um, and for a few reasons, they said that they were just they were just thinking about our company the other day, and they were asking themselves, how can this company um, uh, grow or uh, I, I can't remember the word they used, uh, but you know, you know, how can this company progress? I think is what they said, and they were like, and and now I see this, and 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 man, this is awesome. It was something to that effect, and it's just. It was so like one. It was cool to hear that somebody was thinking about our <laughs> our company, um, and and to me, it sounded like they were thinking about this company, like wanting it to uh, grow and flourish. And then to see this come out and 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 then be like, oh man, this company is onto something. They keep on coming out with new, innovative yeah. things that truly solves issues for people. It is, and, uh, they're coming out with things that for some reason, nobody's thought of this stuff before. I get that all the time right. with the, uh, the stuff I come up with. And, and that just, and I saw, honestly, I saw a hundred comments like that over the weekend. And it was just, it was so awesome to see people get it and see people. Um, it, it just kind of goes back to, uh, to that creating, quality and pricing type of thing. I saw so many people um just just buy it. Like who who there were a lot of people who are Neomag customers and stuff who bought it. But there are yeah. even more people I think who weren't Neomag customers who just bought it. No reviews, nothing. Just like it but to me I think they did that because we worked so hard over the last four years to make ourselves known as the company that makes a quality product has a quality uh, experience with customer service and stuff um, that people are willing to just dive in. That's, you know, that's a story of Apple. That's a story of Glock. That's a story of these companies who, who people just know that what they do is quality stuff and it's going to work. And so, yeah, that was just a really exciting thing over the, that I saw is we got a whole flood of brand new customers. And one of the other cool things is it, I think this is what I was going to say before uh, going off of what you said is, is when people came to buy that base, they bought other stuff with it. We had a ton of orders come through for, you know, one, two, three, four century straps and a couple of Neo mags and a hat and a shirt. You know, I think we right. sold a lot of other, things because people were like you know what i know what these guys do is good and the sentry strap is is exactly what i need maybe i'll try out this neomag thing too and so they so they bought that too so it really pulled in a bunch of other sales too um i'm not gonna say any numbers but august was nearly double what our busiest month of last year was nice like it's doubled over Christmas, you know, like Black Friday time, which is our busiest time. Um, so hang on for Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I told Dusty, I'm like, Dusty, last the last few Black Fridays, we've had one product. We now have three products. We have because we didn't come out with a rask until January. Well, um, and yeah, you'll eventually be releasing my poster, right? My calendar of me. Oh yeah, yeah. Up, you know. Yep. Uh, you know sure. nothing about that, but I'm going to promise people that you'll have it. You know, different pictures of me in your shop working on your <laughs> stuff and shirtless. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I can keep my shirt on. <laughs> but so, no, I wrote, I wrote down a note here. It just says history creates or destroys trust. And I think, I think both of us kind of could pat ourselves on the back and say our history of what we've done over the last four years creates the environment of trust that allows people to be okay with purchasing a new product or something that kind of veers off course of what we've done in the past. And then if we solidify that by making that new product legit and it solves problems for them and they see the value, I think you're further reinforcing that trust that's going to help you when you release your next product and the one following that and the one after that. It is an exciting experience for sure. Yeah. 
All right. So go, so going back to your, what was your new question? Yeah. I, I just wanted to kind of roll out to people. How did we release these products? And I don't care if you go first or I go first. Um, I was kind of posing that question to you just to give a quick little rundown of what it looked like to release this. You're talking more like on the advertising media side of things? Yeah, I don't necessarily mean what did we do to create this because we've talked a little bit about that. Uh, Maybe we can get into that again later down the road because things are going to change as we evolve. Yeah. But just the the actual marketing, the structure, your strategy, a little bit behind all that. So this is something that I take a lot of pride in doing and what I think is doing well. And from what I hear from a lot of people um, over the weekend is that they really think that we crush it on, on that end of things. Um, I honestly, I don't know why I don't see this from more companies, maybe just cause it, cause it is a lot of work, but, um, but I want, when I come out with a new product, I want it to be as big as possible or as big as what I can afford anyway. Um, and, and, and that's for a couple reasons. One, cause obviously I want my product to be seen and I want it to sell. But the other thing is I fully expect this to be ripped off by somebody. Um, and I want my product to be, I want, I want people when they see the next magnetic um, sling staging strap come out, people are going to be like, that's a, that's a century strap ripoff. Anytime somebody sees a new pocket carry thing, I get messages saying, Hey, here's a Neomag ripoff. Right. And that's the response that I'm looking for because I take so much effort in, in trying to ramp up and get seen and, and stuff. So, um, you know, so we did, you know, we talked about the range day that we did, uh, the videos that we got from that range day. I haven't even used all of them yet. Cause I'm trying to, I'm like, Greg, you can't post everything at once. You got to stretch, stretch, stretch your stuff out a little bit. Um, but the, the announcement video for that, that Greg did for us, I thought was just amazing. He just, he did an awesome job with that. When, when people see that professionally done, uh, epic slow motion, just awesome video that gets people excited about it. And they see this thing working and, um, and they see all these, and the other thing we did is we, we partnered up with quite a few, um, like influencer type people and, that's a whole nother topic because I think about half the influencers I sent out to um, did stuff for us, uh, which I'm fine. I'm, I'm hoping it's like, again, I don't mind if stuff trickles out. If everything comes out at once, then you kind of just blow it all at once. So I'm hoping that the other, the other people over the next couple of weeks will, will put stuff out. But biggest game changer is going to be the Keystone carry YouTube video on the century strap. I'm oh, just yeah. going to say that that's going to be your biggest driver in sales <laughs> and no, you can't hire me. <laughs> I'm not for sale. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so working with, yes, yeah, so we did, uh, yes, yeah, so professional videos. We did influencers. Um, and, and to me, those are the, those are the biggest things. Uh, we did an email blast and I, I still need to go look at the email blast and see, what kind of sales that turned up. Um, I should have done more of a tease with the email. Um, email blast. All they saw was, Hey, new, a new product is out right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that I put a ton of effort into the social media side of things. I also started teasing the product a week out. Um, and I think the tease game, I think you have to be careful with too. If you tease it too long, people are going to lose interest. If you tease it too little, then you almost might as well not done a tease at all. Uh, The frustrating thing with social media, and we talked about this before too, is people don't see consistently what you post. I had, I've been teasing this thing for a week. We did a huge, huge rollout with it. And I had people the next day say that, that they had not seen this before, that they had no idea that we're coming out with a new product, um, which is frustrating because I did a lot of work to get this, this stuff seen. So, and I hate I hate telling people to subscribe uh, for notifications 
because I, I I'm I'll be honest, I'm not really going to do that. There's a couple accounts that I think I'll do that for. Um, but I tell people, I'm like, honestly, if you want to reliably see what we're doing, you're going to have to subscribe uh, for notifications for when we post. I hate, yeah. to, I hate to tell you that. Um, and uh, so I think that, I think that kind of wraps up what we, what we did. I think yours is pretty similar, right? So what we did with the arachnid was we had some teasers ever since ORD. And if you were at ORD, you saw that we had one of the units set up on the range kind of to show people, Hey, this is the direction we're going. And then the edit that I did for ORD, one of the first shots was dropping the arachnid into the dirt. And you really see how it bites in there and it locks into place. Yeah. That was a cool video. Um, and so people saw that since then I've snuck it into stories. I had some stories of the barn photo shoot where I showed the arachnid. I've been putting out what I would call tasteful teasers for the last six weeks or so. And I think you're right. I think you have to play that game properly or you'll give away too much information and then people won't really be excited at the release. And then after that, after ORD, we had one final revision, which actually put us right up against the timeline. We, we're producing these only two weeks before the release and they were getting painted. I don't know if you saw that right after the release. Mm -hmm. So I had very few, I only had about eight of them that I could get out to our influencer network. So I know that we didn't plan that out as good as we could have, but I could have released the other revision of the arachnid and I would not have been happy with the finished product. So we pushed everything back a little bit to make sure it's the, the perfect base for people. And, you know, we didn't want to make a mistake and push something out that wasn't finished. So we didn't have as much help from the influencer network, but I do have a ton of them going out to our network this week. So I'm hoping that that's a lot of follow-up content. Well, and that was, that was, that was going to kind of next thing I was going to get into is, um, you know, now that we've done this, this big release and a big drop and, and everything. um, And this is kind of the, the bummer with being out of stock too is a follow-up to it. Like it's, it's a lot of work and, and, but it's also kind of easy just to drop everything that you did on drop day. Um, but you really got to follow up hard and, and keep that excitement going and keep, and keep that ball rolling. You know, one of the, one of the things I noticed, so our, 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 uh, our big announcement video just looked is just over 15,000 views, but, we had over 3000 likes and like 150 comments on it. Yeah. Um, that's nuts. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And, uh, it, um, and I, I think, I think last I looked nearly all of this. So normally when we post a video, uh, like the majority will be people who follow us, will see it, but then it'll show you, you know, how many people that don't follow you saw it. Um, it was like 1% people who don't follow us saw it like normally it's, it's a lot more than that which i which i don't think is bad that means that the people that follow me um largely saw it but uh but but, but now i'm just thinking like you know, i want i, I want to keep rolling rolling with this and keep and keep posting videos and, and reposting pictures i'm uh, i'm already seeing videos and, and pictures from people uh who who just got them and they're, and they're super excited about it. And, um, and I want to keep that going, but the bummer for me is since I'm out of stock, I'm getting people excited about this and I'll post some more stuff and then they go to the website and they can't buy it. And that's, you know, so part of me wants to, wants to throttle back on, on posting content with it because people can't go buy it right now. But if I don't keep that ball rolling and I don't keep building that, uh, that excitement and showing people with it, then when I do come back in stock, it, it, it's not going to be as as good. It's not going to be as anticipated. So, um, you know, right now I'm just trying to think out my follow through for this. And it's honestly, it's one of the reasons why I'm glad I, I didn't go to Florida because it was going to be hard to uh, keep rolling out content with it when I was going to be super busy down there. But, uh, yeah, that's just kind of the next thing I'm thinking about is, is a follow through for it and, and continuing to make, make content with it. One of the things that's going to be tough about this, <clears throat> about the century strap 
is a uh, since it is rifle oriented largely it's going to be really hard for me to be able to make a social media ad and it not get taken down i gotta imagine anything that's got an air 15 yeah. in it it's gonna well you gotta do did you ever see fast. the the ad with liberty safes where uh, it's which one? they're talking i gotta show you sometime so essentially it's this funny ad they used humor at the beginning it says like warning facebook will not allow us to have guns in this in this video and then the guy's like you could throw all of this in in the safe and he's like dumb stuff just throwing yeah. dumb things into the safe so i'm just saying like brooms we could have a funny video or something with brooms staging brooms for cleaning your house for your wife we did yesterday yesterday we did uh we put a sling and a sentry strap on a on a nerf gun see there it is and yes yeah, so maybe that's what we need to do we need to do an ad just got to use humor with nerf and, yeah and with something that's not guns and then be like you could hook the sentry strap up to any of your not gun items and yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. But so in, I'll, have to get, I'll have to get creative with it yeah so overall i mean we're getting toward the end here so what if you had to rate your release out of 10 out of 10 points what would you rate it um all right i'm gonna go off of the feedback that i've got from people um because i'm my own uh, i'm my own worst critic and uh but the feedback that i've got from people uh, and some of the feedback I've, well, and all, all the feedback I've got from other people in the industry who I see as big dogs in the industry that I heard from, they all gave me a big pat on the back uh, for, uh, for just the product itself and the rollout and the content we did and everything. So I'm going to give it like a eight or nine. I, I feel like it's pretty up there. It's, it definitely wasn't perfect. Uh, there's other things I could have done better, better. There's things I've, would have liked to be able to afford to do better. Uh, but yeah. How about you? I was going to say, I was, I was thinking of giving myself between a seven and an eight, but I think I'm going to stick with the eight. I think that we had the impact that I was going for. Like you, we don't have an unlimited budget, so it's not like we could do this hundreds of thousands of dollars of marketing push to try to, I don't know, get every household into an arachnid. It's just not a realistic goal. But my, my overwhelming goal was to show people TA targets is innovating. We are moving forward and every product that we're building forward is going to be better than the previous. It's going to have different value points and it's going to fill in its role differently um, than what we've already done. Um, and I think we achieved that in that aspect. I'd say I'd give us a nine. Um, but the overall, there was just, there were some things that I missed on my end. Um, and there were things I did well. So I would say probably an eight out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I you, so. I could be my own worst critic. Yeah. I mean, if I it, it just, I, it, I think we're also just limited by social media algorithms and, and all that stuff too. I mean, I've got, 75,000 followers and 15,000 people. Well, there are 15,000 views. It doesn't mean there's 15,000 unique uh, views on the video. So part of me is like, dang it, Instagram. I've, I've got, I've got 75,000 people and 15,000 views. And like, you know, yes, you know, there's only so much you can do. But to me, that's why, that's why it's so important to, to bring other people into it and, uh, influencers and other and other friends and stuff in the in the industry so yeah. that's one thing it, i'm just i'm so excited to have a rifle related product because that is such a huge segment of our industry um you know people love people love rifles and and uh and so being able to put out, you know, for four years, I've had to do only like concealed carry type stuff. Um, if I didn't, it was just, it was just kind of for fun or just to change something up. But now I can actually legitimately put out a whole nother area and segment of, of, uh, of content out there. So I think people are going to be rejoicing as well for, uh, for the content they're going to be able to see coming out of. Yeah. And your reposts are going to be even more versatile because you have, you're doubling the ability to post different firearms. 
And it's so cool. Yeah. It's going to be, and just, I've seen a a whole nother segment of, of customers I've not tapped into before. Uh, I truly think, I truly think the century strap could be as big. I don't know if I'm going to say bigger than the Neomag, but I feel like it could be as big as the Neomag for us. Um, Cause I think there's, it's still kind of a niche product, but it's a niche product in what I see is a huge arena. So I, I think it could be a, a big game changer for us uh, potentially. So, yeah, no, I would agree. I just got to do my job now of, of pushing it and got to do your with, jobs. There's an yeah, S at the end of that yeah, jobs. So cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for both of us. Big, big pats on the backs. We I'm physically it. right now patting myself on the back. I'm reaching behind the camera. I just pat you on the back. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, guys, uh, that ends episode 45. We thank you for tuning into Forging the Journey podcast. And make sure, again, homework is always leave a rating and review because it does mean the world to us. Makes us feel super fuzzy inside. And then also make sure you're telling your fellow friends, family members, and everything about what we're doing here. We would appreciate if you share the podcast and hopefully they give it a listen. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think we've done this in a while either, um, which I was thinking this is kind of a side thought between us. So don't be, by the way, listen to this part. We should do this at the beginning of the episode because I wonder how many people actually listen to the whole thing. So next episode, let's tr- maybe put this at the beginning. See if it helps. Um, Okay, you can start listening again. You can find us. Uh, you can get in contact with us. Our, our email is forgingthejourney at gmail.com. We also have a Instagram, Forging the Journey, and a Facebook group, Forging the Journey. You can find us there and converse with us there. Uh, We're also opening up a coffee shop called Forging the Journey. Just kidding. Oh, oh. That's a joke. That's a joke. Don't, go to, don't look that up. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have time for that. Uh, and uh, my company is... The Neomag. You can find us at theneomag.com. What's your website, Jared? Company is TA Targets at TA Targets on the gram or type in TA Targets on Google. Please do that. That will help us. And then click that when it pops up. Yeah. You'll find it. If it looks like really awesome steel, it's us. If it doesn't, you've got the wrong site. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, let's get back to work, buddy. Yep. Awesome. You have a good rest of the week. Are you too, man?